Welcome to the Hydric and Struggles Leadership Podcast. Hydric is the premier global provider of senior level executive search and leadership consulting services. Diversity and inclusion, leading through tumultuous times, and building thriving teams and organizations are among the core issues we talk with leaders about every day, including in our podcasts. Thank you for joining the conversation. Hi, I'm Jean Allen, a partner in Hydric and Struggles New York office and the head of our communications practice. In today's podcast, I'm talking to two of my colleagues, John Abley and Kristen Deutmeyer. John is Hydric's global managing partner of the marketing, sales, and strategy officers practice, and Kristen co-leads our digital officers practice. Today, we've gotten together to talk about the blurring lines between our respective functions and what that means for companies as they try to decide what capabilities their leaders will need to build and protect their reputation and brands. So we come to this discussion with different perspectives from our respective areas of expertise, but interestingly, not as different as they used to be. So on that note, I'd love to ask my colleagues just to get started. What do you think is causing this blur between our respective areas? Gene, it's John. I'll jump in first on that if I could. A couple of things I've seen through this continued blurring of roles and responsibilities in those lines. First, I think most commonly, it's the prevalence of technology. We've seen the advancements of technology over the last literally 20 years since the advent of all this logging online for the first time. But today, technology has become so woven into the fabrics of these roles. Therefore, as technologies become more part of the fabric of what each person is doing, it's less of a separate camp that can be parked out on the side to be recruited for separately. It's now part of everyone's job. So I think that is probably the first and biggest aspect. The second I would add is, I think as that has transformed many industries, customer expectations continue to rise. So customers are not stagnant. It's not a status quo. They see more and more of what's possible and they demand it and want it. And so I think that increases the need and the demands for each leader who's out there to respond to those in various shapes and forms. And it causes them to be much more creative and agile than ever before. And lastly, I would say private equity has become such a predominant force that they are pushing even very hard in a lot of industries and a lot of sectors for more responsibility being concentrated in less leaders. And so therefore, they're trying to pack more into one bag, if you will. They like to have, as I would like to term it, a single neck to choke if they need to come back. And so oftentimes they want to combine responsibilities around marketing and digital communications, and even sales under one leader to really have that one person be the point of contact for all the issues, concerns, and any challenges going forward. Totally agree. I mean, the technology and the data that lies underneath this, I think then the simple answer, and John, you said this, is the customer, right? I think sometimes CMOs and heads of communications, they long for easier days. 20 years ago, 10 years ago, their roles were just very different. And it was a lot more of pushing things out. And now the customer or the user or the consumer, whoever that end person is, is just demanding so many more things from a brand or from a company. And so I think just a simple answer is it's the customer and how to meet their demands wherever they are and however they want to receive that type of information or how they want to interact with a brand or an organization. 
And then I would throw into that the fact that there's so much more pressure on organizations now to take stands on social issues. So you put that in the mix and there's just a whole lot going on as you try to think, what kind of leader do I need to respond to all this? Which is, I think, sort of leads to something else that I wanted us to talk about, which is I see companies saying, I know I need a strong public facing person to communicate our messaging. Is it a chief communications officer? Is it a chief marketing officer? Is it a chief branding officer? Is it a chief content officer? You know, the list kind of goes on and on. And they just find themselves sort of overwhelmed with the different ways they could solve it and not really knowing which one does the trick. Are you seeing that too? So I absolutely agree. There's so many different titles out there. And this is one of my favorite conversations to have with clients is to really get to the heart of the matter of what they actually need. And sometimes you can be oversimplified. And so just take the CMO role and the head of communications and how those have all changed. I think part of it is it is the technology that John mentioned, and that it's also the rise of the data that drives all the performance marketing around it. So think of all the consumer internet companies that have been launched in the last 20 years, and they're more product-led companies. And so marketing wasn't at the forefront like a lot of other more traditional companies. And so they wanted results. And so marketing became more performance-driven. But then you can't forget about the brand. And so then what is the integration of all of those? And then take the last few years and... You know, there's been so much more kind of social uprising. Consumers are making decisions more and more based on the company values and what are the social issues that they take a stand in or not take a stand in. And so that top role, whatever you call it, is becoming more externally facing. And it's not just the steward of the brand, but I think is also often the face of the brand. And so it has to be kind of this ESG leader on top of everything else. Kristen, that's a great point. And I think, Gene, to your point, from the world of communications, Kristen's seeing it from digital and I'm seeing it from marketing, but in essence, it's the same problem. So it's happening and manifesting itself in different venues and probably manifesting itself in venues that are more traditional versus modern in terms of the mindset. So as Kristen mentioned, in the years past, there'd be a CMO, there'd be a head of communications and their responsibilities were usually segregated or at least siloed to an effect in terms of responsibility, now there's all these other added pressures. We've got the technology component that digital brings in. We've got the social issues. We've got customer expectations. You've got multitude of channels that customers reach you and can reach you on any way, shape or form. And it's just creating this constant churn and constant need for how do we solve the problems of tomorrow? And, you know, so many people are trying to use it with the mindsets of yesterday. Gene, you know, you've seen a lot of this in your world why don't you tell us a little bit about how it's playing out with clients and how have you worked with clients to help solve the problem? Yeah, we talk a lot these days about majors and minors because one of the things that I think has been happening in parallel is the candidates have been getting broader in their skill sets. So it's not like companies are looking for a unicorn that doesn't exist. It's like companies are really looking for how to prioritize what they need and then how to find people who are sort of stacked up against their priorities. So it kind of gets us to this majors and minors conversation. What do you need the most? What's the first thing you need? And sometimes even, you know, when you get that close to the question, they're not sure they really know the answer. And at that point, I think it becomes kind of a search strategy. 
So let's show you some different kinds of candidates, right? Let's learn together as we go. And you'll talk to somebody who's more of a marketing than a comms person or more digital than they are CMO or, you know, some, we'll show you the variations. You know, sometimes you just learn from talking to people and all of a sudden you say, yes, that's what I need. So it makes for a more iterative search process, I think. But again, that's kind of the times we're living in. Yeah, absolutely. I think our slates are becoming more diverse in multiple, multiple, multiple ways. You know, even our candidates, there will be a common thread. But you're right, Jean, they might lean or they might spike in one area and another candidate on the same slate might spike in a different way. And it is this iterative process of really figuring out what is best for that company at that right time. Yeah, Jean, I think you touched on an absolutely great point. With searches, it's become, I've often seen it kind of two different ways. One is the client takes a step back or they decide on their own what they need and they describe it. But many times they're describing it in terminology that we talked about before is kind of of the past. And then when you get in there and you start doing the search, you realize that it's not fitting the need of what they really are after. So it began, it becomes that iterative process, as you mentioned. The other clients that I've seen where some of this works well is if you have a more consultative approach and you work more upfront to really diagnose and understand what is the problem they're trying to solve? What are the challenges the company is facing? What does the future state look like? And you know, what are the future state of what customers are gonna be looking for? And how do you use that now to think about creating an advantage in the marketplace versus just keeping up? And if you do that, oftentimes we can help shape the role and shaping the role is shaping the skills, but it's also in many cases shaping the title so that it's attractive to candidates and it's something that people want to come to and best describes what they're trying to achieve. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's something I wanted to talk about. Another thing that I'm seeing is that once companies get to, when they're able to get to kind of, this is going to be our core need, we need a lot of things, but I'll use my own world. We need a lot of things, but what we need the most is communications. But they decide that they will still tag on these other areas. And they do it because they want to attract the kind of talent that's the hardest to move, you know, which is people that are top of their game, very good, happy where they are. But it becomes like a compelling proposition. Like I'm calling you about a communication search. You're a communications person. But guess what? In this role, you'll also do marketing and you'll even have a piece of the digital offering. So they use it really as a recruiting tool. And that's been something we've seen. And that's been an interesting trend. I wonder if you're seeing that. So I think it's a little bit of we're not only this, but we're this plus. And so that plus is meant to be added on to make the role more attractive. The challenge becomes in some of these organizations is that the plus becomes plus and plus and plus (laughs) and plus. And there are very few unicorns out there that can cover all of those areas and do it exceptionally well. So I don't know, Kristen, if that's something that you've seen, but it seems to me like everyone's looking for that blended milkshake or unicorn that may not exist. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, companies need to hire for the leader that they need, not what they want. And I think that's hard to really determine where the company is at in their journey in terms of growth, non-growth, you know, like wherever they are, wherever their brand is, is their brand healthy? Is it not? Wherever they are, they need to hire for the CMO, the head of comms, the chief digital officer, the chief customer officer, whatever that is for what they actually need. And they can't expect to solve for everything in one person. And so also just being honest about 
you know, maybe the company needs this for three years and not trying to solve it for 10 years. You know, I mean, that top marketing communications leader is such a short tenure these days that you can't expect someone to be kind of everything for all time. And so really determine what you need today and what you need, you know, maybe in a year or two. And so just to get that started. And then I think the other thing is the marketer or the communications person is more and more involved with the board these days. And so hiring for strategic vision who can enable a team of experts is also really important because they need to have credibility with the board. They need to be able to take that vision and execute and implement it. And so then hiring all these experts underneath becomes important, but not expecting that top person to be an expert in all areas. Kristen, I think you just nailed it. I think that is one of the things that I've talked to many, many clients about is trying to solve for everything in one person is an impossibility. Solve for it in the composite. So to your point, if there's certain elements that are needed now that may be important for now, but may drop off later, hire those as people who are working for the top person, as opposed to making sure the top person has to cover everything. Therefore, when you've got leaders today, the most important skill set often isn't even the functional skills. It's the leadership skills. It's that business acumen. It's the ability to manage a very diverse, oftentimes now distantly located team that has a very wide array of skill sets. And so the leadership elements become even more critical than even the functional skill sets in many, many cases. I completely agree with that. I mean, you can go through the whole exercise, what do you need most, and decide it's a marketing person, but end up hiring a communications person or a digital person instead, because when they walked in the door, you knew that they could meet the challenge. You knew that they had the agility, that they had the leadership skills. So I think that's right. I think a lot of these blurring lines situations end up getting resolved because a leader walks in the door and people say, okay, this person will be able to figure out the complexity of what we're dealing with. Well, and I think it goes back to what we said at the beginning is that it goes back to the customer. And so it's that leader who can be the voice of the customer and take that throughout the entire company and always just be the champion for the customer and going back to that. I think that's right. And I think, Gene, to your point, and just adding what you say, Kristen, Back in the days, we were always told, did you want the person who's the expert in the field you're solving for today? Or would you rather have the person who's just incredibly bright, smart, and agile who will figure out the problems of tomorrow and solve them? I think it's so much more now about that latter. Hire for agility, hire for leadership skills, hire for the business acumen, and trust that they are going to adjust and adapt, not only themselves, but the team, to solve for the problems of today and adapt to the problems of the future. So to your point, Gene, I think it's less about what is your heritage? Are you communications? Are you marketing? Are you digital? And it's much more about now that you've got that as table stakes, what are your differentiators? And I think it comes back to the skills we just discussed. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm always looking for in a candidate. Uh, high EQ, low ego, open mind, and the ability to listen. And I think when you work in the kind of complexity that we now expect people to operate in, if you don't have those things, you're kind of cooked. Agreed. And it's interesting. None of those skills you just mentioned said marketing, digital, or communications. <laughs> right. Well, listen, I, I think this has been great. Thank you both so much for taking the time to do this discussion today. Thanks, Jane. Did we solve all the world's problems? <laughs> no, but we know how. <laughs> <laughs> we know people who can do that. That's right. Jean, thanks for having us. Thanks, Jane. 
Thanks for listening to the Hydrogen Struggles Leadership Podcast. To make sure you don't miss more future shaping ideas and conversations, please subscribe to our channel on the podcast app. And if you're listening via LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube, why not share this with your connections? Until next time.